everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week's guest is our very own family member, Little Ghost. Little Ghost is amazingly talented at too many things. She's a photographer, graphic designer, artist, painter, colorist, best friend, Arcturian, elf, earth witch, musician, singer, guitar player, drummer, and has been our tour manager many times. She's our best friend, and here we gab about stuff we talk about all day long, every day, even when we aren't being recorded. I hope you enjoy it, as this is her first ever interview. Now, please welcome to your head and heart, Little Ghost. Hello. Hello. Hi, Little Ghost. Thanks so much for coming here. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is my first interview, so. Ever? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Wow, shit. That is... Puts a tremendous amount of pressure on me. I set the I set the stage for your life uh, in interviews in a way. Oh, so, yeah. If this is so fun, you'll maybe turn into an interview maniac. <laughs> maybe pounding down doors like, just please interview me, please, please. I love, I'm addicted to it now. I need to be interviewed. It or might ha- it might happen. You never know. You never know. Well, speaking of knowing, as you know, this is a heroes podcast uh, and you are a hero and that's what you're doing on it. Um, But first, I would like to say that no one knows more of podcast than you, the human that has been there from the beginning. And I would say, I would say with a million grains of truth that without you, there would be no podcast. So thank you. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah. I'm super proud of you. It's been almost a year now, right? Or has it already been a year? It's been a year now. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think um, one thing the, for the not viewing audience for the listening audience is that one year ago, I guess a little bit over a year ago, uh, started recording these and we were, um, what's it called? Shacked up in, uh, Sherman Oaks for two months. Um, and little ghost came to save me from a mystery illness and during that time, I had, I had a fever for many, many months, and I did all of the interviews, like, completely in a psychedelic daze of fever, and yeah. uh, you were there to cook me meals and, uh, and give me, like, um, a sense of reality, life force energy, and watch TV and movies with me, and um, had all of those things not happened at the exact same time, there would be no podcast, and now somehow it's been a year. So thank you um, very much. Um, But also, I would like to say that um, for I've spoken of you many times, but for everyone that doesn't know, Little Ghost is our best friend, our tour manager, our artist resident sometimes, our resident artist, um, she made um, the podcast poster, the uh, Alien Family shirt, um, the Forever Mood shirt, um, on and on it goes. She made tons and tons of stuff for us, with us, um, as a singer in the band from time to time, sang on the new record. Um, so uh, her insight into... Um, there's a, she's a wealth of knowledge uh, uh, from this perspective, but from the Death Valley Girls land. But one thing I think I wanted to ask you, I was just thinking about it right before uh, I saw you is, so you are heavy deep into a lot of different worlds. Like, um, and I just did an interview with someone uh, about 
um, like alternative religion and sort of cults and things like that and growing up in different uh, alternative religions and how it's very similar to bands. Um, just the idea of like having um, a mission that maybe doesn't make sense to anyone else, but you pursue it relentlessly to help spread the message of your gospel, whatever that is. And you've been a huge part um, and rode heavy, deep and heavy with a lot of different cults. Um, <laughs> if you, you know, like I really, do, I think they're very closely associated. I think the only difference, not the only difference, but a big difference between bands and cults is that we're not following um a specific scripture, uh, we're just following instinct. And uh, I know that you have traveled with many, a a band, and you have uh, done many, many roles. And I was just wondering, do you think, well, I'd like you to talk about that, your beginnings of traveling in tour caravans and all of that stuff. But do you think that that's a Scorpio thing? Like riding well, uh, heavy in a bunch of different scenes? Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. I think, I think, Scor- so Scorpio is like the sign of mystery and okay. anything that's like, that needs to be unearthed or discovered. And also Scorpio is the sign of passion in all of its various um, manifestations and so I think yeah a lot of Scorpios are just driven to pursue intense passionate things and I think being involved in any sort of creative endeavor and working with musicians and like yeah going on tour and juggling a bunch of different things is like a way to like explore intense situations <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I just remember we've talked about it before, but when we met, we met many moons ago, but when we met, we both were like, oh, she's too cool. We can't be friends. Like she would never be my friend. She's too cool. She thinks she's too cool or whatever. And I think I thought that because you were friends with a lot of heroes, you know, just honestly, just simply put, um, and there aren't that although everyone's kind of friends and everyone's heroes, like there aren't that many people that are deep in each, uh, in, in so many worlds. I think that that is a role of a photographer and tour manager. And I think that's a normal position, but I do, I can't help but feel like that is also a Scorpio thing. I, I just can't help it. I think that I, I think Scorpio is the most misunderstood not most, but very Agreed. misunderstood. But Agreed. I think, yeah, this role seems to be y'all like to get deep and secretive and like have separate worlds and be and roll deep. Uh, and it's interesting. But can you can you talk? Do you mind talking about how you got started in like in anything you want to talk about? But okay. Maybe, yeah, I'll start with just, like, my obsession with photography and bands, I guess. Okay, that's a great place um, to start. Well, I grew up, I guess I'll just start even further back. When I was a kid, I grew up, I grew up with a dad who played drums in a band, like, before I was born. And then he quit the band, but, like, was still playing drums every single day after work and really instilled a love and passion for music in me. And also just like the, yeah, the drive to be like dedicated to something creative, I guess. Um, And so I just grew up being really obsessed with art and music. And then I discovered photography when I was like 13 and learned how to process film and then started shooting bands at shows when I was like, 15 or 16 um and it just kind of like blew my mind I think I got really like kind of addicted to the adrenaline of like documenting moments and just like trying to catch like the best moment of a night um and so yeah I was just like really 
really obsessed with doing that and like couldn't stop and wanted to shoot every single night and go to like four shows in one night and just like go 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 and so in that I was just like really earnest and I'm also kind of a people person and really like meeting people who are into cool things and so I think I kind of like married the two and was just like really outgoing and trying to like interact with and meet as many bands and people that I liked as possible and it kind of just like grew from there um and I think something that's like really important to me is just making like genuine connections um I I wouldn't say I'm like someone who's particularly good at like networking or like I don't know like schmoozing that's not really like my headspace or cup of tea I just really like to like connect with people and like get to know them and so I think I've just like yeah always stuck to trying to do that and also like document stuff that's happening cool that's awesome yeah I don't I think you do connect with a lot of people but I wouldn't say I've never really seen you change yourself oh no hi Tommy oh Tommy no 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 hold on Oh, Tommy, no. Gila Gila is just, like, on my bed staring me down, like, kind of, like, in a scary way. (laughs) She's just jealous. She's never done an interview. Um, But, yeah, I feel like I don't, like, I can't really, yeah, I think what you're saying is uh, you don't really change yourself to at all. (laughs) Like, Like, as far as just, like, when you meet new people, um, we've talked about this before, but some people like, like when they meet people, they're really shy and it kind of just seems like they're being bitchy or right. like they seem like whatever there's a, a, obviously as everything, a huge, a vast amount of different ways people can approach new people, but you definitely do not alter, uh, yourself to meet when you meet someone including like children and adults, which I think is cool and endearing quality of yours is you, you, you're not any, like in how some people, some people like, that's also another thing I think people don't know is you have your kid heavy. You're like a, a lot of people don't have kids in their life. Uh, and you have lots of kids in your life and you love kids and babies and <laughs> you think they're, you love them so much, which is funny, but you don't like, like how some people don't know how to act around kids and they're just like, like, and they either treat them like a regular adult, which is, is, I guess, okay. But you know what I mean? Or they're just like, you're the little kid. Are you okay? yeah. Like, yeah. you don't, you just treat everyone like a kid, like a what? Oh my God. Well, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I have like kind of a lot to say about that. I think first of all, with kids, you have to just remember that they are just a fellow being and we're all just beings learning things every single day and making mistakes every single day and growing every single day. And there's no point at which that ever stops. And so with kids, it's just like a little bit more accelerated because like they're growing exponentially. Um, but they want all the same things. They just want to be loved and like paid attention to. And they're really, really wise. Like the number of times I've heard just like earth shattering, profound statements from like toddlers is like (laughs) insane because they're just, they're fresh and they like, you know, have such different priorities and can like perceive things that we've forgotten how to perceive, I guess. Um, yeah, no, totally. I think it's, I, it just occurred to me that I think what's interesting is that isn't the way you treat children versus the way you treat adults, which is the same is it's that you treat everyone as though they have something important to say and because they are unique and important. And I think that's a, <laughs> a shockingly strange quality is like, you're you know what I mean like that it's not that you're like good with kids or good with adults it's that you value each person 
Um, and that's really oh. weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, what to say? No, I mean, it's, I, I didn't, I guess I do the same thing and it didn't occur to me until just now yeah. what it is. I was just like, oh yeah, like you, yeah, giving everyone an opportunity to speak their perspective. And I think the reason people have a hard time with kids is because they know their perspective is going to change soon. And mm. so it's kind of like, oh, I don't need to know this right now. Like, right. you know, or, or just like if someone's wasted, you're like, oh, I don't really need to know this. But then it's just <laughs> like, well, but you do because it still is. Uh, unique and important and you have the opportunity to facilitate someone's like dreams and hopes but like I think a lot like I you seeing you do it it's like as I'm like oh but y- you know <laughs> I'm like oh that's nice that she does that uh, yeah you're the same way I think that yeah that's just a funny overall thing that we both experience I think like- I didn't realize it till now um but uh yeah that's cool well so you did you started tour uh okay yeah we can go back to that so I'm just curious as a person like because I think that's interesting I think people would be interested to know like what is that even like because I think right now more and more people are going on tour with kids and I think it's like important so please talk about it starting now (laughs) So I met one of my now like dearest friends, sister people, Julie Edwards, like a year after I moved to LA or we've met a couple times like at shows and stuff. Um, She has this really cool two piece called Deep Valley. Um, And yeah, we just like met our friend Kate introduced us at Kitchen Mouse and Julie was holding this, like, the most beautiful baby I've ever seen, like, truly, like, I was just, like, that is, like, a gnome, like, that is an actual gnome baby, like, across the room from me, I need to know that baby, and then she walked over, and we were chatting, and she was, I was just, like, I have to say, like, your baby's, like, the cutest baby I've ever seen, and she was, like, actually, like, this is Mira, and I really need help with her. I have a shoot coming up in two days. Would you be down to, like, watch her? And I was just like, yes, down. Um, I have is that a lot your of- first? What? What? Oh, I just said I have a lot of experience taking care of babies. What were you going to say? I was going to ask, is that the first time, like, someone outside of your family, you took care of somebody else's baby? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, So I started, I guess we go back further. I started taking care of babies not in my family when I was like 11. Um, It was like my church friends, like my parents' church friends' kids. And then I like started volunteering every single weekend in the nursery. So my goodness. (laughs) I've been taking, yeah, I've been doing it like all my life. Um, crazy I didn't yeah it was like with one-year-olds so it was like me and like two adults taking care of like 15 one-year-olds good lord okay cool I didn't know that okay um and so then Julie asked you to take care of Mira yeah and that day it was just like yeah really special I don't know she was perfect and we had a great time and then the next day, Julie was like, I'm going on tour in a month or two. Are you down to like be my tour nanny? And I was just like, damn, like I'd always wanted to go on tour. I'd never been on tour before. Um, yeah, I always wanted to be like a tour photographer. And I was like, well, I really did have like a great time taking care of this baby. She seems cool. I love Deep Valley. I can take pictures. Um, so I agreed to do it really not knowing like what it would entail. Um, but it, yeah, it went really well. And like, and then I did that for like almost two years. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Two years on and off of being on tour with Mira and Deep Valley. And it was really magical. I don't know. It's like a pretty intense experience to be, 
yeah, on what's, tour with a baby. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite part of being on tour with a baby? My favorite part of being on tour with a baby is if the baby is awake for a set and you get to watch side stage and they're watching their mom kick ass on drums and they're freaking out. It's like the, it's like the most. It's That's so funny. I'm just so trying to imagine, like, because you go on tour with us. So yes. I'm just trying to imagine, like, <laughs> your favorite part of going on tour with us is you being the baby watching us, your parents, play, uh-huh. right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, also, I think maybe part of the reason I'm so because that was like the way I got into touring I think I became really attuned to just pointing anything and everything out that's like exciting because you have to like keep this little guy like happy and like not bummed and exhausted because tour can be really exhausting and like you know you're sleep deprived and your meals are kind of all over the place and so for a little one like that can just be a little difficult um and so you just have to like really try to like suck as much joy out of every single moment as possible um so yeah yeah that makes sense I mean that's kids are exhausting that's why they're exhausting is because with a like any other situation you just live your own experience and sort of share in it but like kids you give them so much energy like like yeah milo and theo it's like those are my nephews little ghost has watched them too and it's like when i'm around them you can't be like i don't know i don't really feel like showing it or like (laughs) anything you do is just like it has to be 100 percent energy or it's like yeah or you want them to experience the fullness of the world and it's like even if they don't care, which is funny, like taking them to the zoo and being like the one that's the most excited about yeah. all the stuff. And they're just like, oh, you get it. Monkey. It's funny. Let's play. Let's play this game on your phone. And it's like, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, it's wild. There's a it's I just yeah, that's really crazy to um, go on tour with a kid. Uh, yeah. Not just yeah, crazy, she- but. She started touring when she was four months old. Um, And then, yeah, when I went out with her, she was like nine months old. Um, So, yeah, she learned how, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like it contributed to like her sort of like accelerated milestones. Like she started walking when she was 10 months old, which is like pretty advanced. She started talking like immediately like you could have a full conversation with her when she was one and a half and it was like how is this like little creature like forming full sentences and like writing songs like she like started coming up with songs when she was like before she turned two like I still have recordings of like songs that she came up with it's so yeah so special so magical um and I'm so grateful for for that experience it was like yeah Well, it's interesting that you, I guess a question I would have since you have so much experience is like, I don't have that much experience with little kids. Like um, I have a lot of nest nephews and nieces, but I wasn't mature enough to really like understand, like, this is a baby. You can connect with it when I was like a teenager. So, So I was just like, uh, cool. Or, you know, whatever, like now I love them. And you know them, my nieces and nephews, some of them. But uh, yeah, is that like, I don't know. I don't think this is shocking, but it's like, maybe is, is that those people, those babies are totally who they are. Like there's a lot of stuff that changes who we are. But I, I, yeah, again, I just did an interview with someone that um, grew up in a a extreme religion. just in the sense that it's extreme (laughs) and like it's just like she um like or it's the whatever but it's basically like you or just even for you is that you grew up in a religion and you didn't rebel against it 
um, yeah. until you did or whatever, or not rebel against it, but see, like most people. I was fully indoctrinated. <laughs> right. So I guess that's a different experience, but like just that kids are who they are and they could get away from that for a little bit. Um, but then they just are, no matter what, like you can't keep a person from being themselves. You know what I mean? Like you can't change someone. And it's like Mira wasn't, she's the coolest little kid. Even if she were like, didn't go on tour, she would be, you know, like she is that person. Isn't that like, you know what I mean? Like they're just who they are. The whole Um, nurture versus nurture things is really interesting. Yeah. Cause Um, I, I feel like I rebelled against who I was. For, you know what I mean? Or like trying yeah. to find your own identity, you rebel, you think it's against your parents, but really maybe it's both. But then you're like, all you're really trying to do is find yourself, but you're just exactly. like such a weird yeah. thing. I, I was thinking about that this morning, actually. Um, I think like for me, just going back to like the religion thing, I think the context just shifted, but I have been into the exact same stuff and have felt like the same way about um, higher powers and consciousness, like since I was a little kid, like um, I think the fact that I was raised in a like really like strict Christian way um, gave me I don't know, like, there there were some things that were negative, like, uh, it made me, like, hate myself for, like, liking girls (laughs) when I was a kid, but also it, like, taught me to be compassionate and, like, to, like, really focus on, I don't know, like, dedicating myself to, like, the greater good, I guess. I just, like... interesting that those two things coexist? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really like feel bad about yourself, but have compassion for everyone <laughs> yeah. and yourself it, only if you do a certain. So, it, I mean, it's good. It's, 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 I think those lessons are super important. And you know how I feel about religion. I'm for it. But uh, yeah, I think that's crazy that there's a religion that teaches teaches two separate things I know it's very it's I think I mean also all like structured religion is highly hypocritical like it just is um unfortunately but I think also like you know it's crazy to like grow up just fully believing in like supernatural things I think about that a lot with like my friends who grew up like being completely atheist or like anti-religious or just with parents who yeah weren't spiritual at all and how like just what a different experience that would be yeah so you grew up with angels yeah I grew up with angels I like fully like I never stopped believing in angels (laughs) like I would like whenever I was like afraid at night I had this like weird vision (laughs) where I was like existing, my room was full of like this, like, I don't know why I came up with this like material, but that's, I don't know. That's what I came up with when I was a kid. It was like this like liquid kind of like airy liquid thing that I was suspended in, in my bed with angels all around, like probably like 10. And like, I, if, if I was scared, I would just like envision this like weird scenario where I was like suspended and yeah like goo with angels everywhere protecting me from like all darkness and yeah I don't know it's it's crazy it's super <laughs> cool I think that even that the concept of um finding safety in a scary situation is pre is um something probably you learned from religion. Like it did, when I was scared, I was just like scared. <laughs> I didn't like think of something that could come and like protect me or like imagine a different scenario. It was just like, yeah, think about how horrible this shit is until you fall asleep or just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that's going to come protect you. Like, I think that's cool yeah. and whatever it is, but that's like, and that's, you hear that a lot. Like, that's really cool calling in things to like for protection and guidance was like something I didn't know about obviously until like two years ago it's like 
No, you just sit there and you fucking don't tell anyone. Like <laughs> <laughs> demons all around you. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't see demons. I don't see demons. I swear. <laughs> Although I did tell you, and the only time I ever saw anything like that, I told you was. I can't, it was at my place with Brian and there was like a, like a 10 inch cartoon Satan yeah. like type. Yeah. Almost like claymation guy, like giggling right. in the corner. And I was right. like, what the fudge? That was weird. <laughs> what? I just said it's bizarre. You never know. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen anything. That's never happened. Like, I'm not like a visual, as you know, I'm not a very visual person. So to, for me to see something in, for me to see something is very unusual. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess, um, um, now I'm trying to like see if I can see it again, but I can't. It just only <laughs> happened that time. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, story from tour, like a paranormal or supernatural story uh, or a least favorite or a medium favorite? Dang. A paranormal story from tour. Could be from any I, tour. I know. I'm like racking my brain. Dang. I don't know, like, the only thing that comes up when I think paranormal is, like, you know, stuff with you. The blue lights. Yeah, talk about it. I love hearing our stories. <laughs> Tell it. Well, I think we were around, we were in, like, um, South Carolina, I believe. One of the Carolinas. Does that sound right? Yeah, because we were either in Georgia the day before or day after. So South Carolina seems. We were in South Carolina. Yep. Raining. Yep. We we're in the car. And then shortly, like as we were pulling up to our lodgings for the evening, just blue, there were just like giant blue flashes in the sky. And it wasn't lightning. It wasn't a thunderstorm. There were no noises. Um, and it just like kept happening. And I, <laughs> I was like trying to convince myself and you that like the lights, that there were like street lights that had just like exploded uh -uh. or something. Like absolutely not what was happening. No, street lights don't like <laughs> register for like 50 miles. <laughs> want you to be freaked out and I Wait, also so was it wasn't raining no it was raining oh it no was, I'm just oh sorry it was no, raining. No, no. okay good I was like oh we have false memories no these are real memories these are real memories but it wasn't yeah there were there it wasn't a thunderstorm because there were no noises yeah no, no it wasn't lightning um, but yeah, and then we got to our room and the TV, it was like a joke, like the TV was on, like, I forgot what was on the TV, but it was like, it wasn't like, is that, do you remember that? Because I feel like that happened too, right? We got, no. in the, the TV was like fuzzy, like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> the TV was like, I know, like what? what the hell is happening and then yeah and then we looked it up and that's like totally a weird paranormal phenomenon in the south like in the carolinas the blue the blue flashes it's a mystery so crazy yeah and yeah. The, <laughs> and the best part is like the poor like high schooler that worked at the motel we were just like, oh yeah oh my god i forgot like, pickle Please. get out of there get out of there the kids just like, uh, <laughs> that was funny. Like, Get your license from him. Get back in the van. <laughs> it was really scary. I know. I feel like I didn't, like, it just sounds like a joke, but like, at, it's, yeah, there were just blue flashes, like bright. Like, like miles, like miles like, away, <laughs> seeming, but over the whole sky and no yeah. sound. 
and no sound. So scary. I was not happy. <laughs> and that was right after, right before, like, we broke the power at the Earl. Yeah. You broke the power. Broke the power. It's interesting. And you thought, yeah, you thought that I was, like, trying to do some crazy B-Day surprise, which I did, but that was not the surprise. I would never try to, like, do something scary. That's not... I mean, I Although, think... And I do, I do like to scare people, but I would never scare you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I just think some people like people to sing the birthday song to them, which uh-huh. is hard for me to imagine, but, like... <clears throat> It's just like when it's your birthday and all of the lights go off, suddenly it seems a little coincidental. And I was like, what? are you serious? This is so embarrassing. Uh, and I was like, no, and I started crying on stage, which is so funny. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. I, I always like to hear just to like make sure like, was that? That was real. real? Um, I know. I feel like I know I have more, but I'm just like totally drawing a blank right now. Every all the other paranormal stuff is like totally disappeared. I definitely like, you know, have been in venues and like motels that are just like certainly haunted. Oh, oh, okay. Here's kind of one. Nothing really happened, but it was when I was on tour with Deep Valley, and Julie and I went exploring in this motel we were staying in. And it was one of those where, I don't know if you've ever stayed in a place like this before, but it's like a panopticon. It's like a tower. Never <laughs> heard like that word. Tower. It's like a, like, just like a, like a round tower, like the round ones where it's like an actual like circle, not like. I know a- what round means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted, I wanted you to know, I know, I know of what you speak. (laughs) I mean, like, literally, like, the building does not have edges, okay? And so, very strange, and we just, like, I don't know, we, like, knew it was a weird spot to stay in, and so we just, like, decided to, like, explore, and we went to the bottom floor, and it was just, like, completely, like, gutted, And, like, doors were, like, off the hinges, and there was, like, debris everywhere. Ooh, debris. Some of the, yeah, it was, it was very strange. Nothing happened, but it was really spooky, and, like, just being in, like, a round, built, like, a circular building where everything looks the same, too, it just, like, totally was a vortex, and, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that place. I don't know where it was, but it was really, really weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. No, that's super cool. I know. Um, even like on my birthday, at the motel, we, like we've stayed in some weird places, obviously. Like, um, I think most people don't even realize what our lodging conditions are like. And I yeah. think most people don't stay in some of the places we stay in except for if they're on like a meth bender you know it's like we stay in some real it's true real like like you would never valley as well yeah no i mean bands like i think people don't like they're only like vagrants and like you know like vagabonds stay in these types of places because you wouldn't no one else travels or most people don't travel and not care about their accommodations. And that's what we do is we travel yeah. and just need an accommodation. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, these places, like, yeah, it, we, most people I think would be appalled. Like if we see like blood or like something, yeah. we're just like, ew, gross. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> like, not like, <laughs> what I mean, like we're not, or like stains or whatever it is, or like a shower or, or like something, yeah. something that we don't and touch. Liquid. If it yeah. looks like it has never been cleaned, we're like, whatever, not, we don't have to touch it. Um, you know, whatever it is. But I think most people are like, that's part of the experience is the, or they're like, oh, I want to stay at this hotel and do this thing. If, you know, I don't know. Um, is that okay? Like to talk about drugs and stuff? I think psychedelics. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. Little Ghost, would you like to discuss something? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just speaking of, like, drugs and nature, um, I think, yeah, what you're saying is absolutely correct. It's really important to be in the right surroundings when you're experimenting with anything, especially psychedelics. Um, and those experiences can be life-changing. Like I am very grateful for the psychedelic experiences I've had. Um, they've just like, I don't know. I think what they do to the brain is really interesting and special and magnificent. Like they draw connections that you wouldn't normally be able to make. Um, and it totally makes sense because mycelium um, is like the communication center of the entire planet. So of course, when you ingest something that is responsible for connecting all plants, um, it's going to like draw connections within your own brain and psyche because we are also just creatures living on this planet. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, also I, I don't under like breaking news every like breaking news is that we are animals and when we take medicine like I I can't I this is like the dumbest sounding thing but it's like a Tylenol or Sudafed or whatever like what do you think that is that's plants like it comes it might be synthetic but it's like all medicines come from plants so if you actually it's not that weird to be like mushrooms do something medicinal or like weed does something medicinal or even cocaine does something medicinal it's plants and that's what all medicine is and it's like maybe why mushrooms work the way they work is like magical in a different way than other things like um but i think it's all is just firing off different things or maybe you know some medicines are just like proteins or hormones or it, it all just affects the brain in different ways but yeah, it's like, I don't, it's so funny that it's like, that's, that's not medicine. And it's like, well, what, what is medicine? It's like, what is your Tylenol made of fruity pebbles? It's like, it's made <laughs> from plants, like everything. And that's, what's so weird is like the forest and the jungle. And I guess the desert, all of these places, like have all of the things to cure all of the stuff. Um, and I think that's so cool. And they yeah. tell you and like, the, you know, just because we've like left our natural habitats and live in these weird cities doesn't mean the plants are any less helpful um, or have any less to tell us or teach us. It's just we've left it. And I think like when you look at obviously, you know, but when you look at like cultures and peoples that live the way they've always lived um, coexisting with nature and using nature and allowing nature to help them. It's like the connection is, is, you know, oh my God. I was like, what is, what is that? It was the dog. Um, <laughs> nature's trying to tell me something. Poppy, <laughs> what do you want? I what think nature your- has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, but um, well, yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, like, I think we, unfortunately, we live in a society that's become so divorced from um, our initial ways of being like on this planet. Um, and obviously, it's led to mass destruction. And we just have so much that we can learn from indigenous peoples. And like, it's, it's really a shame. <laughs> that we've cut ourselves off from. Yeah. Well, I think we have. Yeah, totally. I think it, I mean, I think initially it was good. Like, I think, I don't think it's inherently evil. I think it's like, Oh my God, I make the best applesauce. Like I want everyone to have my applesauce. It's good for you. I have an apple orchard. I'm going to make it for the, you know, like I'm going to make it all. You know, and then at some point it's like, hey, if you add this chemical to your applesauce, like millions of people can get it and they can get it right. in a month. And then it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I don't think like it's inherently evil. It's just 
it make it's human nature to want to spread what you have in one or like I don't think bananas come from here and I love them you know so somebody has to like be the the guy to be like or the gal or that's a really valid point yeah it's just it's not but it it created but then you come to the capitalist part of it where that is inherently evil and unfair um yeah but I feel like we could talk what oh yeah Yeah. no go ahead go ahead go ahead I you were totally like an industrial revolution person (laughs) like a bad guy I don't know, maybe, like in between, maybe. Yeah, I know. You know, I always, I think that figures are like 1870 to 1890s zone of like being involved in the Industrial Revolution and then being a spiritualist seance lady. And then I think that was it for that one. But yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I believe you. I can, can we pause this for a second so I yeah. can let her out? Sorry. Hi, everybody. If you like this podcast or just like being nice, please go subscribe, like, and save this episode. If you like being really, really, really nice, go check out our Patreon page. There you will find a veritable breeding ground for cool and secret podcasts and Death Valley Girls content. Thank you. The dog was like really good at telling me what she needed. I feel like good Tommy's 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 pretty smart. Sometimes she's a little dumb, but she's also a good communicator. She's really good at communicating her needs, which I think maybe, like, who knows? Maybe that's where we're all headed in evolution. It's like, get your needs met. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even need to talk. Oh, uh, just a really funny thing about the dog. I know we've talked about it before, but uh, Sammy got to witness it yesterday or whenever, um, is that... So she doesn't know that she can make sounds like she when she barks, she doesn't she's not barking to make sounds. It's a reflex that happens when something exciting to her happens. She barks. She's not doing it to be loud. So when she wants something, the only way she can make sounds when like if I'm in bed and she wants to pee, she'll run to the door and she'll like tap on the door with her hand yeah and that's to wake me up but she doesn't know like I won't wake up immediately because it's so faint or she'll go like yeah yeah, she doesn't like like, most dogs know that they can make sounds by barking but she's not that's not she needs to take mushrooms to make that connection is that she's connected to her her barking Um, yeah uh, yeah, yesterday she went up to Sammy's bag and just like pet it. And <laughs> it was like, oh, do you have to pee? Like you could just go arf arf and like it would change her whole world if she just like knew, you know, because then I think she could stop barking when she's barking. She's a cat dog. She really is. I had a dream last night that she had there was two of her. And I really? was like in complete heaven. That's exactly heaven. what you want. Oh my God. Congratulations. Or there was just another dog and they were hugging. Which is oh. ridiculous. There was like she, her and like a, a, a dog exactly her size were hugging. And I was like, is that the oh. one you want on me? And then they, <laughs> that was well, the you best had dream. A good dream. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you oh yeah. But I get, yeah. Dream. What? Good, your dream, dream. I know that was living my best life last night. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I haven't been able to sleep because there's this new phase of like, um, which hasn't really happened before. Like, just this writing process has been so different. But it's like for me, the words, like the general idea of the song has been there for like six weeks now. But the words are something that's only like two weeks old to me. And they're the right words now, like, but it's so now I know them all, which is really weird. That hasn't happened before because I never wrote them in yeah. advance. So it's like I know all the words to our songs. And it's like wow. it's really, it's a really weird thing because now they run through my mind. Whereas before it was just like it's been years of having melodies, but now so last night I would just wake up and be like, like our their newest song is just like. 
yeah, it's just so I'm like, oh my god, ah, like I can't escape this if it's not one yeah. song or another. But uh, yeah, I guess um, uh, for a few minutes, if you want to, uh, you have a very unique perspective on something that ended a year ago, exactly a year ago now, is that I was super sick. And like it, it was the middle of quarantine. So like it was fine. It wasn't like I had many options, but I did not see any other humans. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I guess so nobody really <laughs> knows what happened to me, including me uh, in some ways, because I know every day I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm sick. And you were like, yeah. Can you do you want to talk about that experience at all? Is there anything you think is worth talking about? Definitely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So you started to get sick in like September 2020. Um, And you just kept getting worse and worse. It was like the way I would describe it is like an episode of House. (laughs) um, Where like... You're like, oh, okay, they fixed this one thing. Or, like, this one thing is a little bit better. But this other symptom is now happening. Like, how is that connected? Is it connected? Is it something else? And it was just, like, purgatory. And uh, you had a, yeah, you had a fever every single day for, I think, like, four months straight, was it, maybe? Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, I guess like I also, you know, was smacked out in the middle of quarantine and was taking it pretty seriously and not really seeing anyone. And so, yeah, we just like spent a lot of time together talking all day, every day. And then eventually, like we had the opportunity to like live in the same space together. Um, Yes, in Sherman Oaks. And it was really bizarre, like, to, like, because I don't, yeah, okay, so, no, you go ahead, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was just really bizarre to witness someone experience something like that, because you hear stories of people, like, getting, like, mystery illnesses or whatever, but, like, to actually, like, witness it was, yeah, it was, it was like mind boggling and then emotionally just like really like, you know, like painful to watch someone you love so much, like not know what's like happening to them. So like, I just went into like research mode, I guess. And I was like trying to like literally like every night and every morning I was like reading like so many medical journals and like trying to decipher what was going on because you were seeing like so many different doctors who were saying different things. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't help, uh, you at all. I didn't, <laughs> or I mean, I wasn't supportive of you at all. Cause I wasn't, I was very confused too. Right. Like, yeah. Cause I didn't even, well, well yeah, every single day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other, the other element was, Yes, literally every single day, even before we lived in that spot together, we would be on the phone or texting and you would like be so confused and be like, why, why do I have no energy today? And I was like, I feel sorry. Like, it's still, you're still in this mystery illness zone. Like, you know, still like waking up and it just like being better. It just like, you know, kept going on and on and on. And it was also weird to try to describe to people because like, yeah, like I have roommates and stuff and that's kind of like all I was thinking about every day. And and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like Bonnie has a mystery illness. I don't know what else to say. Like she just keeps like getting better and then worse and then better and then worse. But I think um, that the better and worse and also like confused (laughs) every day, like, wait, why can't I like, because I was like, I'm going to take up jogging. And then I would be like, oh, I can't do it. Like, what's wrong with me? I'm such so lazy. Like, do you think that stuff is like bipolar stuff? Or do you think that right. is because like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I had like mini like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like <laughs> end of the day, which is what another thing I say 
all of the time, and to you especially, is that everything is connected. There's no, like, separation between, oh, it's this, or oh, it's this. I think it's, like, a combination of all of those different things. But, like, to get sort of to the bottom of it, I think what we both realized in this situation is that uh, our emotions are stored in our body and our trauma is stored in our body. They're doing like a lot of research surrounding that these days. There's this book, The Body Keeps the Score that like everyone is reading right now. I still have to read it. I feel like you should read it too. But yeah, like that's like, I think that was something that once again, like indigenous people (laughs) and like ancient cultures knew without like, oh, we know that our everything is connected. Our brain is a part of our body and vice versa. And our emotions are stored like in our brain. And so they're going to be stored in parts of our body as well. Well, also like the idea or, and the idea that like ayahuasca is originally, um, for like parasites mm-hmm. and like, like literal, like literal and right. figurative parasites. So it's like the, our idea of like restoring, renewing, um, for in Western culture, the whole thing is about, um, taming, um, symptoms and mm-hmm. isn't about like, like the, you would not find me going to the doctor and her being like, okay, here's the pill. that's going to make you throw yeah. up for two days and then you'll be better. It's like, even if, and you know, which is, it's just like, you can't overhear the idea of feeling worse to get better. Isn't, isn't really that real or like fixing the issue. And I guess I haven't really said this, but I feel fine saying like, yeah, is that, well, I had scans and shit. You have them. We saw stuff on them. They said there was stuff on them and we were like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that was a phase where we were like, finally, because COVID yeah. so was so hard to get scans. And then finally get the UFO. CAT scan. What? You had to go on the UFO. Yeah, with the cool sounds. <laughs> uh, and then they were like, the lady was like, yeah, she's like, it's not. I was like, did you see anything? And she's like, yeah, but it's not an emergency. And I was like, what? And then we saw stuff and then the doctor called and said that there was something. And then when she called back, she's like, there isn't anything, but you might have tuberculosis. It's like, (laughs) what? I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Like what the fuck? Um, But I guess just to be honest and I apologize to anyone that doesn't like this fact (laughs) that, yeah, is that I was like, I did not know what to do. And so we tried um, mushrooms and uh a few times and what it it was basically like it got to a point where I was taking so much medicine that I was peed green for three months and I was just looking at all these bottles of medicine in my hands and like my pee and I was like what is happening to me this is not helping and then we took this thing and like it moved the emotion from laughing and crying it moved the emotion and it broke the fever. It literally like within that first, like that first experience of was the first experience of healing in four months was not having a fever for the first time in four months from eating a mushroom is pretty extraordinary. Not that that's evidence that it will work for everyone, but I, I, it is evidence that that is what I needed. (laughs) Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, it was like the definition of an exorcism, honestly, like, um, yeah, yeah. remember we were in the front cackling at the moon, remember, (laughs) it's like, oh my god, look at the moon now, like, uh, (laughs) yeah, um, I I guess, like, yeah, I, I could, I have so much to say about that one trip, but, um, I think for me, I have never, uh, and I've, you know, been on enough trips with many different people. Um, but this experience was like completely unique in that I've had like telepathic experiences with people while tripping. I mean, without tripping too, but like while tripping where it's like, uh, 
you can just like clear as day hear all of their thoughts and they can hear yours and you're just like fully like sending sentences back and forth to each other but this was like (laughs) like I feel like we were like fully experiencing the same things like at the same time like I knew every single thing that was like going through your head and like you knew that I knew as well and we were like experiencing- we didn't talk I mean we I didn't yapped but you, you ta- never I said anything back I literally was like silent pretty much the entire not silent but <laughs> like laughing or crying the entire time but I I didn't really say any words for but like, you. Yeah, that's the thing that is whole time. But like we were communicating and yeah, like everything that you said, I didn't need you to say because I could already hear it before you said it. Yeah, you yeah, didn't say was- anything. I already you are you were saying something, but you didn't use your mouth. And which was crazy is we spent yeah. like an eight hour day communicating. Yeah. But like, obviously, I felt the need to like say it out loud because I was was in a tizzy um but yeah I I guess it's just I think like as much as I don't want anyone to think (laughs) I do drugs or or anything like that or I think drugs are okay I think that psychedelics aren't necessarily drugs particularly when used for a specific purpose with a set and setting and a trusted friend and um and I think there's so much to learn from them. Obviously, it saved my life, but I don't even think you need to, you know. But at the same time, also, there were many moments that you were like, oh, my God, I just gave a crazy person a crazy pill and she's never coming back. Like, I remember I'd be like, why are you crying? <laughs> and you'd be like, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> um, because you're a crazy person on crazy pills and like are you coming back um I definitely I definitely went down that rabbit hole multiple times for sure I was like is there some sort of yeah I felt like I mean in that circumstance of us like living together and you being really sick I like very much took on the like role of like caretaker and I totally put that on myself um but like I just like fully felt in that role in those two months and like there's nothing to apologize for (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah and so I think like in that and then like tripping together (laughs) I was just like wait like yeah did I just like fuck everything up just because (laughs) you and like your a lot of your history very very well and so I was just like yeah I'd like no totally thank you for facilitating my um uh rise from because I was like before you got there was like it was only headed in one direction I mean I did not I did and that's another thing I think is when you're super super sick you don't have the wherewithal to like make the right decisions I didn't even I wasn't even on the right, like, I wasn't even going to the right kind of doctor. Like, everything I did was wrong, and it's just (laughs) hilarious. Like, and it's so funny, because also the doctor, she, like, quit. (laughs) I was supposed to have my checkup, like, last week. Oh, my God. She quit a couple months ago, and I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. I guess that's over. It's done. But, um, well, I think let's do a round two soon, because I feel like, uh, we have so yeah. much more to talk about. I what, know. Anything else you would like to say? I would just like to say thank you so much for saving uh, me and documenting all you've documented, but also to mind document that journey of mine because it's sometimes it's good to know your story and I wouldn't really know it if you didn't <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. No, thank you. It's like, yeah. Thank you for having me on the DVD podcast. And thank you for being my best friend. And thank you for inviting me on this journey of life and learning every day. (laughs) You too. Thanks for being my Scorpio queen. Yeah, of course. Bye. I love you. I love you too.